Father, I thank you for a heavenly deposit into the hearts of all people here that we might come to know and love and understand you more by uh, just meditating in your word, being romanced by your word, Father, being drawn into the relationship with you. So wonderful that we have all these tremendous promises that you've given us, and we love you and we thank you for them in Jesus' name. So I thought that I would uh, talk to you today about uh, uh, something the Lord asked me to ask you, and that is, why haven't you said yes? Why haven't you said yes? Amen. And I'll tell you what you're saying, yes. We don't get to that. In the Second Corinthians chapter one, it says, "For all the promises in verse twenty, for all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him Amen, unto the glory of God by us." So let me see if I got. I'm gonna grab Pastor Shelby's. She has an NIV. I think I'm here by. They should make gave me your phone. Yeah, just go and make a call. You should put it in the Surprises and problems to you. They're already known by God. 
and they're already provided for us by God. What he is waiting for us to do is to give him permission to get the show on the road. Yeah. He's waiting for us to say yes and amen. So be it. Let it be done. What's the next step? And, and get, let's get it going. Yeah. You know, let's get it going on here. Uh, let's have what it is that uh, I say I want out of life. Yeah. Let's, let's do what, what we say we're going to do. So we have been offered the desires of our hearts already by God. We only have to say yes. Amen. The question is, why haven't we? Amen. Now, I know a lot of people think we just wait on God. Wait on the postman to get to the mailbox. Wait on the We all think we wait on God. But he is actually waiting on us to say yes and let it happen. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Most of us think we said yes, but it wasn't kind of yes and let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Notice, yeah, Notice the word says yes and amen by us. Yes. So we say yes, and then there's an amen that happens after that yes. The amen part is the part we kind of get stiff on. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Some of us are so non-committal, we don't even say amen to the preacher. Amen. Right, amen. She don't think I'm I was saved for a while, I thought the same way. Mm-hmm. 
See, you'll find out what you think when you get in the right company. And you'll think that And so I remember praying about God uh, helping me to understand and learn His Word. And, and I went to a Christian bookstore. And so, now listen, if you want God, you hang in places where God will talk. You know, don't, don't go to the, uh, the, the uh, what you call it, the, the funny bookstore, adult bookstore. And you think you're going to get some God and you ain't in there witnessing to nobody. Amen. Amen. Now, if you think that's funny, that happened to a woman, Brother Summerall, about that lady. She said she was over in the uh, adult bookstore to get information on how to teach sex education to the kids in the church. Wow. Like, you can't read the Bible. Right. When you get beyond the Bible, you just stop. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Go out to that source for mm-hmm. 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 And so she got hooked up with a lust demon that yep. controlled her life. She was tormented by that until the man of God came and called her out when she was delivered. Amen. 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 And so we, we have to understand that if you're going to belong to God, that means that you travel on a certain kind of road. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you don't get off. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Well, that went over real high. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the amen that don't come for me. I to loosen up. You know, people sometimes when you hear the words, you have such a defensive posture yeah, yeah. and a, a wall built up where you're only going to go so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can remember people that were, as the people I can remember receiving the word were desperate people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You just don't need an answer bad enough. Let me put it this way. You need it, but you don't think you need it. But I remember going to that little Bible studies in Shaker Heights. And there was a lady there that said she had prayed and asked God if, if he would use her. She was a mother with small children. And she opened up her home uh, to, for somebody else to come in and teach the word. And the woman that taught was a very excellent teacher. And uh, I learned just from talking with those women after you know, my little lady Bible studies now. I want to get away from the kids for about three hours. And so they put out a little coffee and a little danish and stuff like that. And we chat and they go hear the word, pray a little bit and get them to go chat some more, you know. And, but I remember having conversations and I began to get convicted. Amen. Amen. Now see, listen, when you're looking for God and you get under conviction because he puts you in the company of believers, you don't go try to convert everybody in your way of thinking. Here I was, I've been housebound because of panic attacks. I'm finally getting out among people. I'm trying to get comfortable. I don't have enough in me to try and argue with nobody. Amen. Yeah. And I learned that if I was in a place where I was ignorant, shut up, and nobody knows how to be this And if you sit up there trying to learn something, you would be wise. I 
I had, I said, we're going to do a little quiz. Bible quiz. <laughs> well, I guess that everything was Jesus. You know, I guess not. <laughs> Just like our quizzes we do every month. <laughs> Everything's true, and y'all nervous anyway. <laughs> the one false one will be obvious. Right, right, right. I hope. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I did that one year. I said, I ain't going to make people too nervous. They won't be able to eat. Which might be good. <laughs> you know. But you keep God in the forefront. Yeah. 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 They don't want to come over what they're going to get. So yeah. Don't disappoint. Amen. Yeah. But God is not going to take you so far out of, I won't say comfort zone. I'll put it to you this way. There will be challenges that you will have to master, but they'll all be spiritual. Amen. It's not, you know, he wants you to get too much money. He knows better. Because huh? some people would get stuck with obedience right then and there on the money thing. Because they will never have enough, do we? I don't have enough to tie. I don't have enough to You've got enough to do everything else you want to do. Yeah. Enough to be big enough to do and then some. You understand what I'm saying? But the Bible does say His grace is sufficient. Amen. Whatever you have the grace to do, do it. Yeah. Don't try to go above the grace level. You know, it's, it's like, you know, if, 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 uh, uh, if Miss Avis invites me over for dinner, I ain't coming. <laughs> 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 what are you cooking? Thank you. Huh? Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever invite me. That's all I'm going to do. Make sure you agree that. But if she were to invite me for dinner, and I could, could, could go, there's a grace there to yes. accept her invitation. Yes. Yes. And, and in that grace is a grace that tells me how long to stay while I get on your nerves. Yes. Yes. Because God extends grace yes. for every single thing. Yes. And when the grace time is up, it's time to go. I'm going to walk and I watch it. You should do that. You should watch it. You should watch it. You understand what I'm saying? So there is a what I call a safety zone of of God's help because that's what grace is. It's an unmerited favor of God. It's extended to you to do certain things and only those certain things. You know, I don't pack a bag and go. I have to fight good and get up to the bedroom. Or when I sleep on the couch, I don't know. But see, when you see the grace, there's no grace for it. So when you get into that zone where you don't know what to do, that's what that's It's all that's required of you is what there is an enablement of ease to do in a situation. What's the same thing with the promises of God for anything? If the grace is not extended to you to give five thousand dollars this time, don't think God's gonna ask you to do it. He only can can extend and he knows where your limit is. 
He said, now if I tell her to, to stay another 15 minutes, she's going to freak out. Right. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. He works with us. Yeah. He knows exactly how to extend that, that, that realm of the spirit of ease to us so that we can get our end accomplished. You know, these little things that we have to do to uh, release our faith. You know, there are some times when you need to do some things and just do extraordinary things to get it over with just to release your faith into certain things. I remember when, when we, you know, prayed for marriage reconciliation a lot. And there was uh, grace for some, some people who were estranged or divorced to send a birthday greeting to the, to the you know, spouse that had yeah. walked out or whatever, was divorced or whatever. And, and that's all it was. It yeah. wasn't like, call them up and see where they live in. You know, the stalker stuff. Yeah. We don't have grace to stop nobody. <laughs> but God will extend grace. If you're planning, if you're praying to get together again with somebody, yeah. we got to take the first step. Yeah. And very often there's grace extended for just that first step. And then you let God work with what you did, work with the faith that, that you extended there. Until he tells you to do something else. See, our problem is we see a bigger problem, and the road ahead isn't very pleasant when we pray and we think about what we have to do, what our part in it is. And so we will freeze on the yes answer. That's the one thing you need to do 100% and say, yes, God, I don't care what it is. Amen. You've got to say yes to him. Yes. But also, you have to expect him now to extend grace to you to have a corresponding action to your expression of faith. Yes. There's something that corresponds to your expression of faith. For instance, if you tell me, oh, I've been wanting to be a chef all my life, well, where are you working? Right. Mm-hmm. I expect you to be working in somebody's kitchen somewhere. Right. Right. Or else you're just talking. Yeah. See, this is how faith operates. Faith expresses the desire and the expectation that God will help you to accomplish it. But then there must be some corresponding action to make your faith a Corresponding actions are ordained by God. They're best ordained by God. He'll say, or then sometimes God will say, well, you know, you know what to do. Like, you know, if you if you're expecting God to bless you with a, a car. If you want to get your faith activated, cut a picture out of a brochure and put it up somewhere where you can look at it, you know, at least that much. Some of us who have gone through this enough times understand the routine and we're not afraid of the routine so we don't have to do the baby step kind of thing, you know, that we used to do. If you're waiting on a, a spouse... Put a single person's picture up there, please. Don't put, don't put them there. Miss Paulette, I hurt y'all. And make sure 
that that there's a yes extended to you from God first before you want to jump into that thing that you desire from God. And so we have to understand that many times we don't make a sincere yes and amen to God because we're afraid of this part of it. What we have to do. Know that an ease and a grace is extended to you to do your part and you can easily accomplish it. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the office. I go in the office and talk about it. Just throw me out. I'm going to knock on the door and see if they can read it. I'm going to say, this crowd out here, can I talk to you I don't want to say it again, because I think people miss this part of it, because many of us are waiting for God to do something, and we're waiting in either fear, unbelief, doubt, we wait not in faith, there's a roadblock up there in front of you, and the promise God is giving you. Some people are not saying yes to things because they think they're waiting on something better. This is what God offers you ain't good enough. And he takes that as a man. Just so you know. Just like you do your kids when you put dinner, you're a slave in the kitchen. Well, well, let me take that back. I'm about to slave. Let us say we have we have hit the microwave with our finger and drop that little frozen dinner popcorn on that little But you know you hate when your hospitality is refused. And that's really what that's about. You know, when you extend yourself to somebody and it's not good enough. Well, I got news for you. Some of those people, certain people, it will never be good in So quit trying. Just throw it up there and say, you need it, you want to, if you don't stop, I don't care. This is all we get here. Good parents don't play games with us. Some of them have enough wickedness in them. It's just a mean little kid sometimes. They'll make you jump to the tune all afternoon. But let me put this out there. Let's get some real food out there. It's cut up on both sides sometimes. Yeah, the greatest hindrance to success is us. Yeah. Our greatest hindrance is us. It's not somebody standing in your way. It's not somebody. Because when God promises you something, He takes into account the cheap husband. The cheap husband that is just having two more I'm not really offending anybody. <laughs> You know, he's all right. He just, 
wasn't as liberal as I would like. <laughs> but then that's probably always true, I guess. My hands were tied. I had to do full-time ministry for God. So I had to live by faith. You know, I, I'd say, well, who needs him? I don't know what the hell I need. Amen. I was working on it. Amen. But, uh, <laughs> sure thought my faith was like, I'm going to tell you. You have to believe God for you. God, I thank you that when he gets up, his pockets will turn inside out. I heard all kind of God just blinds him temporarily so he don't see all the receipts. Every time I would charge something and buy something, I kept receipts in a can. And he would open it and act like, you know how when you do a jack in the box, it pops out. <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff, up, you know, he just dribbles your mouth. He's like, start making that. Anyway, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 For those of you who think marriage is a perfect life, just so you know. Amen. You're always working on it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You're always working on it. And he worked in me and I worked mine. <laughs> so the carnal mind fights God's word at all times. You think of it. You got something yes. working in you that don't want to hear the word of God. And it's there all the time. Yes. It gets harder or softer depending on how strong you wrestle against it. It's up to you how you want us to do those thoughts. Now, the Bible tells us that we are to cast down imaginations and ideas that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. So, if you uh, say, for instance, you are a Christian and you know abortion is wrong, it's killing and taking a human life, you don't have that power. You don't create life. Amen. Just because you make babies, you don't create anything. You are cooperating with the yes and amen inside of every normal human being mm-hmm. that is able to conceive, mm-hmm. not create. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Amen. 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 It's like you conceive of an idea to have a business. You don't create no business. Yeah. 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 You conceive the idea, and the rest of it falls into place by what you lay your hands to and yeah. putting that idea into motion. But that's not a creative mm-hmm. process. Yeah. People think it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Ideas, I'll tell you why it's not creative because it doesn't belong exclusively to you. Yeah. You can find yeah. another time yeah. to hear that I'm right. the same idea. Right. 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 And there's your competition. Yep. Now, you can get a patent on it if you beat Tom, Dick, or Harry to the patent office with your idea. Yeah. But they don't call them creations, they call them ideas. Right. So if you think abortion is, is wrong and you think it's murder, you have to agree with that in every part of yeah. your life. Yeah. 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 This is why the Catholic Church is, is suing Obamacare. Yeah, because they're trying to force them to offer uh, day after pills to women as part of their medical coverage. And say, no, we don't do that because we are for life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so these, these ideas that God will place in your heart can take you to great heights 
but they will be challenged yes. by yes. other ideas. Yes. Yes. There are people walking around with ideas that think that everybody's right to right. kill a baby that's yes. not born. Right. You know, go in somebody's house and say, "No, which one of yours do you think we can take it away?" Right. Find the world key and tell us which one of yours do you think we can go out and kill it. It's the same thing. Right. If you understand life and who created it, you'll understand life is life. Yeah. If it ever was life and it is life now, it is life from the beginning. But see, we got Christians who just shrug. So their minds have to be renewed. Because there are forces in the earth that are challenging your mind being renewed to God's Word. God's wisdom is not just running around every day. I mean, it's available to everybody if they'll seek it. But it's not commonly broadcast, especially in our current uh, way of life. Ideas that are broadcast are liberal ideas. Yeah. You know, you can make right. it up as you go along, whatever you want to do, as long as you don't mess with the rest of Christ. And so, as Christians, we have uh, even more of a challenge to hold on to the word of the Lord and not discriminate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I believe some of the Bible and not right. all of it. I believe bits in the Bible and not. You can't do that. You're going to say the yes and the no to God. You have to say yes and no to all the way down the line. I liken that to a, a marriage to a whore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, baby, where are you sleeping tonight? <laughs> she got your ring on her finger. Where are you going to sleep? That's right. Amen. Amen. And we don't live like that. Yeah. But as believers, we think we can. Yeah, that's right. We can just pour around in the world and get their ideas about one thing or another that's and then right. come to the church and want a miracle. Yes. Well, you yes. always want a miracle if you put it like that. Yes. Because then your, your carnal mind will fight you just because it, it's fighting you now. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and you, you let go of your stand so you can agree with this stupid abortion idea. Right. Right. And then when you need something from God, the faith isn't there because yes. you're compromising. Yes. 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 Amen. Yes. Amen. That's why church pews are empty. That's why the mega churches where people go, there's no accountability. You don't know if those people are saved. You know, they just go to show up. Church has always been like that. There's been a place where the guilty go to get that guilt off them for the week, and then they go back to live in car and come back and play. But you're not like that. So our carnal mind fights God's word at all times. Yes. Even when your spirit is reaching out to God. Wow. So you have these two forces in you. Yes. Your spirit man and your carnal friend. Fighting against the word of God that God wants you where you say yes and amen to something. God has promised in his word. Mm-hmm. Then you've got this other thing fighting you in there. Yes. For dominance in that area. And so you're going to have to learn how to cast down those thoughts mm-hmm. and those concepts and those imaginations, even though they may have made sense to you in the past, mm-hmm. they can't be defended anymore. 
But if you say go and sin no more, let the worst thing happen to you. Yeah, 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 So the widow, the prophet's widow, when the son's getting ready to go to prison, he just told her, gave her instruction to see where her faith was. Are you sincere about me helping you or not? And he asked, what do you have? See, this will correct the bad confession, too. Because she probably been like most people, going around with a long face, talking to that why God left me here like this. And I'm not a husband works with him. And you know, he worked his fingers in a bomb. He wasn't that long. I don't know how that is to baby. You know how you can lay it off. He did everything to God. He was always on the road and dusty standing up. So when the man of God asks you, what do you have? And if somebody in the, the popo is standing at the door to take your voice to jail, you tell the truth. Right. Say, oh yeah, I remember now I got no father for He didn't even ask her to offer him up to the Lord. You know what There's no grace for her to do that. She had told such great stories by this time. She could see nobody doing that. I know it's going to put you on a screen, girlfriend. Tell me what, let me tell you what you told me. I'm going to let you go and beg from your neighbors like you did. Go borrow stuff from your neighbors. He said, I don't want you begging for cornmeal and stuff in the vessel. Get empty. Ask them for empty vessels. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get yourself in more debt. Right. Yeah. Probably owe everybody in the neighborhood. Yeah. Right on top of life. Yeah. Yeah. But what did he tell her after she, the oil miracle? Yeah. Yeah. She said, pay your bills first. Yeah. You hear what I'm telling you? Yeah. 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 In other words, you're my daughter. Yeah. And you have my name on yeah. And I keep my word. When I tell people I'm going to pay them, I'll pay them. Yeah. Yeah. When you're my name, you're going to pay them. 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 God's not a liar, you ain't gonna be a liar. God's not a debtor to get himself in the debt and more about it than you not a He said, pay what you owe first. Oh, you know, I was wanting to do stuff like that. See, when you follow the instructions of God, you'll live. Yeah. Amen. 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 And you'll have plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. She 
that we have to be diligent to step off of that one and get on to the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even your faith pathway can be Yes. And you can be shorting yourself out on because if you get on a different road and want to use your faith for something that's not familiar to you, that doesn't give you the, the automatic peace that getting on that comfortable road yeah. would do for you. That's true. The thing I'm thinking about is many times, like some of our, our uh, faith preachers. Prosperity to me that really means material things. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because that's what they have in the fund. Now their kids are working in the ministry, but they are trained that right? coming and going. They can't stay in marriage to nobody. Morality is low. See, see, we can work faith. You you know, your faith is what you believe God for. Your yes and amen, that's on you. But you have to provide the corresponding action to the yes and the amen. And with some of them, it's like clockwork. And that thing is in the garage. Or the airplane hangar. Before you know it. I mean, they boom, 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 boom. But the kids is a train wreck. When they die, the ministry falls apart. And tell me which was the greater value. But see what they believe it cost them to get on that secondary road to develop their faith for for the daughter straightened up and stay married to one man. So then you don't have to compromise on what you allow people to do in the pulpit after they fail. That's right. That's right. Just But God has ordained for us to have success in everything. And that's what He wants us Sometimes. He gets stuck with some kids he's got, and he has to use them where they're being used because there's a greater good there. Their life is not going to reflect everything God wants them to have, but there is a greater good there that he looks at. For instance, all of the, the millions or thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that depend on that television program. He's got to keep them going every time they use that guy. We want to get more people. We want more partners. Yeah. And more partners coming and more money coming in. Yeah. And you can do many things. But your house is a train wreck. That's right. See, I met for your children to do twice as much as you do. Yeah. But they're doing less. So we have to, in our desiring things from God, be careful to stay on track with God. A real good prayer is, God, what do you envision me doing? Amen. Now, this is a problem right here, and it's an ongoing problem. I really want this drained out. And you begin to devote more time to it before God, and pretty soon it straightens out. And these things are nothing for God to do. But if we're focused on success as being defined as one specific area, and we like that area, 
and we want to stay there, then we're not going to have the full effect of the plan of God in our lives. And see, many people go go home to be with the Lord short on what their reward should be because they just stayed on that familiar vein of faith and worked that because it was comfortable to them, they enjoyed it, and they liked it. It's the same thing with, with the gifts of the Spirit. We were chatting a little bit about personal prophecy yesterday, and, and somebody was asking if um, certain prophets are accurate even though they charge money. And I said, well, what do the people here in the prophecies say? You know, if there's a witness in their spirit, then they heard from God. Mm-hmm. The Bible is full of prophets that hear from God, go do something stupid, and get eaten up by a bear or something like that. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, people are people. And then there are well meaning people who study all the time and give a false prophecy and, you know, never forgive it almost. You understand what I'm saying? And so we have to understand that these things belong to God. But I told them, I said, you know, those pathways to receive the word of the Lord are, those are doors that are opened by God. Mm -hmm. If you're standing up there and somebody is sick and they want to be well, and you petition God for a word or for an anointing that will heal them, God will bring it to you. These are dynamic situations. Here's a need, here's a vessel, and there's God. If God desires to give you that gift to help that person, their faith is what it's supposed to be, that person will get help. Because that's God's goal, is to help that individual. They have come there for help from God. It's the same thing with any gift of the Spirit. Now those people don't command those gifts. But those door, doors are open to them by God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody comes up to you and they're, <laughs> and you just go, oh, you want to be somebody? Amen. <laughs> That's true. It's right there. Yeah. Or if people are expecting to hear something from God, yes. and their faith is extended to hear from God, and I'm the vessel, and I know how to petition God, and I know how to get him to open those doors, so I get in there and get a word from them. That's how it operates. There's a hunger in the vessel that's doing the work to help people. And I don't ever doubt that that operates. And operates reliably. I don't think those people that get a word for everybody are just wanting the money and that's all. Now that's just not true. Because if God's getting involved in it, there must be some, some legitimate uh, 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 righteousness operating there to allow God to hear them, to allow God to get involved. There's something working according to God's word to help that individual that's in play in that thing. And if we can't accept that, then we're trying to judge God. And then we don't have the ability to do that. You see what I'm saying? If it were you standing up there wanting the word, you want it on badly and did all that, you want God to come through for you for the right person. Or do they ask him for money or not? I can say this, though. When people know they can go to somebody else's meeting and get it free, they'll bypass the money people. And I know that God's involved in that. 
If he thinks they're getting too much money or making him look bad, they'll shut, they'll raise up somebody else and then little by little people get the hint and start coming where the priest comes. Amen. Dwell on it. <laughs> or exhale, I don't care which one. But you know what I'm saying. You don't want to get in the $50 line. Go to a meeting where somebody else is, is not taking $50 for a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then that thing dries up over there. and you, Or they change their crowd. They get the people who want to pay. That's right. mm-hmm. There's some people who yeah. rather pay than to live right. Yeah. 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 It's easy to avoid a lot of this stuff. Go out and tell somebody your testimony in the You don't have to get involved in the wrong of that stuff. I wouldn't dare tell somebody God didn't tell you that, unless God tells me to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Or if you get a witness in your spirit that God spoke to you, praise God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody living 100% right. Amen. 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 So in Genesis chapter 30, though, we have an example of righteousness speaking. And then we need to understand that God will let, let the fact that you're right with him be known. This is what this is about. This is Jacob and Laban. Uh, and Jacob, uh, Laban has um, cheated Jacob, changed his wages on uh, you know, he worked for seven years for my daughter. He asked for Rachel because uh, she was the prettiest one. And so he's working seven years for Rachel and Shanae. And so there, Laban gives him the daughter. He said, Oh, oh, you asked for daughter. I thought you knew how we grow up here. I'm the oldest one first. The first one off the vine, she might rot in a few years. I remember. Then you work another seven years, I give you the So he works 14 years for Rachel. And so after that, he's been working for Laban, hurting and and, uh, uh, developing cattle for him. And so how many of you know that sometimes what you think is punishment for somebody can often work to their good? I'm going to say that again. For those of you who don't like your job, don't like your boss, don't like tough situations, you like to cush, cush all the time. What you think is a a bad situation for you, God can work towards your good. Because in all those years that Jacob worked for Laban, he learned how to genetically breed cattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You watch cows all day long for like years. You know, if they were first radio, you just yeah. watch the cows. You were to watch it long enough for enough years, you'll start noticing certain traits in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll start noticing how to put them in a position to breed quickly. Mm-hmm. 
They may go further. You understand what I'm saying? You noticing, you're noticing by the eyes of God. You're noticing what God's telling you to notice. Why? Because you're stuck there. And God knows you're stuck there. And God knows you want to get unstuck. But he's going to leave you there long enough so you can come out with a reward and with a knowledge and with skills and with ability. All of those things. He's not going to leave you out driving. You come out with a high hand when you allow God to work it out for you. Now Jacob had sown in his life for Laban. Jacob cheated everybody on everything. Huh? Waited until his daddy got old and couldn't see very well and cheated his brother out of the blessing as well as the birthright. Got his mom to help him. Huh? He's a con man. If you can trick your mother into tricking your father, you got pretty good game on you, brother. Right? Huh? That's another thing she gets found out. She might get thrown out or whatever. She's going to risk that. So she says, Mom, come on, help me. Help me, Mom. Help me, Mom. Help me, was Jacob's reward for all the years of stealing and tricking people out of trouble. You get a trick, you call yourself a trickster, you get under the power of a big one. Trust me. The only way out from that is to start to sow righteousness. Amen. Amen. That's the only way out. People think they can complain their way out. Think they can keep a scream their way out. Think they can con their way out. After all that wiggling and squirming, Jacob one day just laid it all down. He said, you know what? There's got to be a better way to do this. Huh? There has got to be a better way to do this. And so Jacob then begins to understand by God. God starts to pour favor out on him. He starts to be able to teach him some things. He starts to be able to uh, come to a point where he understands, you know what, I've got to get something more than what I've had in the past. My old tricks are not working anymore. He said, I've got to do something different in my life. And so Jacob then uh, goes into, what does I say, Genesis 30. Verse 33, I think it was. Laban went to Jacob's tent, to Leah's tent, and then to the two lady servants' tents, but he found them not, and he went out to Leah's. I'm sorry, 33, verse 33. Genesis 30. 30, verse 33. Sorry about that. Okay. So this is after he's married to Rachel, so he's got two wives, he got all kind of possessions here, but he's still under Laban's control. Verse 25, it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go into my own place in my own country. So he finally wants his freedom. He's been there long enough, he feels. He's got two wives. He's got kids. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you, let me go, for you know my service that I've done. You know I've done what you told me to do many times. Mm-hmm. 
Laban said, I pray thee, if I found faith in your eyes, stay. <laughs> for I learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. So mm-hmm. here you got a triple manipulator trying yeah. to mess his head up. He said, man, I'm the only reason I'm getting, I can live as you here because you love God. You serve God. God's on you. He ain't on me. You mean, I can't do nothing here. And he said in verse 28, he said, appoint me my wages and I will give it. And he said to him, you know I served you and, and how your cattle was with me. For when it was little which you had before I came, and is now increased into a multitude, the Lord has blessed you since my coming, and now shall I provide for my own house also? And he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. What shall I give you? Don't give me anything. What shall I give? Don't give me anything. You know what that's the voice of? Right. Because he ain't big. Amen. He said, later, if you gave me what I need in all these years, I don't need nothing from you. I have figured out on my own how to get That's what you need to do, everybody. Take yourself out from under your bosses. Take yourself out from under the powers that be. So you don't have to bow to anybody but God. Abraham did that. When he had soldiers that had had served him and and they, they, they actually fought a war that helped some kings to survive. Kings always reward people when they serve them. That's just common. And and he told Abraham, he said, now let me give you the king say, let me give you this, this, and no, no, don't give me that. He said, now you can give to those guys because they worked for you and they earned it. He said, but I will not have any man say he made you rich. I will not have any man say I owe my job to him. I will not have any man say I can't work unless you tell me to. I will not have any man that my career is over just because they don't come. That's the voice of righteousness. People think it's arrogance when they hear it because it's rare. But you don't hear a lot, you always think it's wrong. He said, No, you don't know. He said, I know how to get what I need. And he said to him, Jacob said, uh, verse 31, he said, Don't give me anything. If you will do this for me, I will again feed and keep your flock. He said, I will pass through all the flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the seed. You don't get this kind of wisdom. Sitting up wishing you were someplace else all the time. I will say, you don't get wisdom sitting up thinking and wishing you were someplace else all the time. Or you were doing something else. Or you had this or you had that. You get it from zoning out where you are and focusing in a minute. God, I'm here. God, what can you tell me? God, I know I'm here for a reason. I've been begging for you to move me for years and I ain't moved yet. I'm here for a reason. What's that reason? Give me some wisdom before I leave this place because if I leave without it, I'll go out and fail. 
And you've done all of that torture yourself in vain.
He says, if you uh, will, uh, I'll keep feeding your flock and I'll pass through all the flock today, removing the speckled and spotted and the brown and the spotted speckled and the goats. That'll be my height. That's my wages. He just took enough to get Steve to get started. Because he had the rest of it from God. See, when you are in the right spot with God and you are letting your righteousness talk to you, you only require what God says is in you. Amen. And you know God don't need man to give you a whole lot of nothing Amen. for him to be able to get you out of trouble. Amen. All you need to get is seed so that you can put it to work under God's authority and under God's wisdom and you can work your way out of any situation that's contrary to you. Amen. But you've got to learn your paces. You've got to learn what God wants you to learn. You've got to learn that you can't walk through life just getting what you want all the time and not talk, caring about paying the price, getting God's wisdom. You'll never prosper. you get out there and fail. And that's why God won't allow it. He's doing this for our good. He's not punishing you. By making you stay at that job, making you do this, making that. <laughs> He tried to get the rebellion on you. Amen. Trying to pull you out of your fantasy life and over a lot of reality. Life don't work like that. You don't go and do what you want to do forever and have a life of ease. Faith doesn't work like that. Faith costs Jesus his life. And we think we're going to do much less and have a life of ease? I don't think so. We have a life of nothing but problems. Yeah. Until we learn. Until we learn. Amen. Jacob said this. He says, I'll pull these sheep out, these uh, cattle and all that out. Verse 33. He says, when I do this, my righteousness will speak for me. He said, because you're going to see the result of a man who's totally dependent on God for his future. Laban, I came here thinking you were going to set me up and I was wrong. Amen. That's where people have stuff in their head and they think, when I get this, I'll have a name. When I get this, I'll be happy. When I get this, I won't have any wrong. You can't manufacture enough stuff to put you in that kind of because <laughs> huh? lazy people just want more free stuff. Yeah, that's true. They don't even want to work for anything. Mm-hmm. So Jacob said, "You know what I learned? I learned that there's a life of work and there's a life of devotion to God, yes. and that's righteousness, yes. and that's what pays off." So I don't have to tell you what's going to happen at the end of this. But when it happens, you will know I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be able to leave this place. Yeah. Uh, it won't be stopping me. It won't be anything. And this is the test that, that Jacob put there for himself. Yeah. God, if you're with me, yeah. 
I'm taking this knowledge and this wisdom that you gave me, and at the end, if you have been with me all these years and I have paid everything I owe to this man, my righteousness will speak for me because yes. it will speak the way you tell me it's going to speak at the end of the day. That's what you want. You don't want things. You don't want jobs. You don't want a husband. You don't want kids. You don't want a, You want your righteousness to talk for you. You want evidence that God being in control of your life. Other than that, that 14, 21 years wasted serving labor. If it, if it, it didn't work for his righteous good at the end of all those years, all of that was in vain. So the only way you can make a bad situation pay off for you, you stick it out and stick with God in the whole thing. God ain't fooled by God. I thought I'd come here and slick this old man out his daughters, his cattle, and everything else. He said, I ain't got the heart, so this old boy is pretty smart. So you dig deeper in God. But if you get more of God, you start understanding God better. He says, so shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come. I don't have to answer for anything. When I shall come for my hire before your face, everyone that is not speckled, and brown shall be counted stolen with me. Amen. So he said, I'm going to take these few head of cattle and I'm going to do what I would know how to do with them. I'm going to breed these. And when it's time for me to go, I'm only taking what belongs to me. Because you can't get pure white out of speckled and brown and so forth. If I get anything other than that, you can say I stole it. That's how you work your way out of a bad reputation. You do it. Let it right. Turn it over to God. Let go of your wicked ways. Turn away from your scheme and your plan and common people try to make people think you more than what you are. Right. Just let go of all of it. Turn it over to God. And to start doing what God tells you to do to labor and to get to earn your way out of this thing if you want to say it that way. But get on the righteous road. Jacob stopped trying to scheme, but once that ugly girl showed up and he had to wait for another seven years for the pain, he said, No, I don't want to get this. This old boy is slick. Because if I want anything else, it's going to be another seven years. Huh? The hunter gets captured by the game. That's right. So you don't have to sing that song. She's too young <laughs> but that's what happens when you're up against. See, in, in Jacob's situation, it was a person. In our situation, it's concept. It's up here. See, your labor is in your head. <laughs> Telling you you'll never do it, you never have it, you ain't going to make this, you ain't that, huh? Turn on your righteous God, you know what? I'm going to leave this head of mine alone. And I'm going to find out what you 
and help him. Now, I see this faith thing ain't no snap magic. Going to church and pretend and living your faith, you think I'm all bad and all bad and all that. It ain't like that, God. This is spirit of the You go home and get on your little rusty knees and start lying. God, please show me. God, please show me. I'm 100% wrong up here in this thing. And I'm not getting anywhere fast than it. Show me what it is that I'm going to do. And at the end, my righteousness will speak for me. People will look at my life and see not material things, but they'll see a husband that loves God. They'll see children that serve God. They'll see my kids know how to preach and know how to pray and know how to take care of themselves. They'll see those things. They'll see me going out of my way to bag bread and deliver bread to people who don't know how to manage their finances and don't know how to feed themselves. They'll see me doing those things. My righteousness in the end is secret. Let's reach out. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word. And you need to appreciate that. That is the hand of God on your life. That is the blessing of God on your life. He wants you to see blessings as internal. He's working something in you that will last and will not be worked any other way. Don't see yourself escaping all the time. It's just a fact. When God releases you, He knows the date, the time, and your condition. And you'll be released changed. You will be changed. Yes. So the Spirit of the